Hey everyone, welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the KE Report. I'm chatting with Tara Christie, President and CEO of Banyan Gold. Banyan is traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol BYN and on the OTCQB under the symbol BYAGF. Now, Tara, we have a couple news releases to touch on here. February 7th, the company updated the resource estimate at the Ormac project in Yukon. That resource now totals 7 million ounces of gold in the inferred category. And a day before that, February 6th, you announced really the first larger phase of MET work on that Ormac project. Let's start off with the updated resource. 7 million ounces. One of the, I think, important aspects of this resource is the company has now tied together the Orex Hill and Powerline deposits. Your last resource that came out last year came in at 6.2 million ounces. It was a combination of three different deposits. Tara, can you take us through the work that went into this updated resource from all the drilling last year, please? Sure. So just under 25,000 meters of drilling went into this resource. So, um, you know, we're really pleased we'd be able to say, yeah, we've continued to grow this. It's a 13% increase, or if we'd use the same cutoff grades, it would have been a 20% increase. Uh, so 7 million ounces, cutoff grade 0.3 gives us an overall grade of 0.63. And now the two deposits, you know, airstrip and powerline, uh, makes the story a, a little simpler and people can see just the scale of mineralization that that we have uh, on the property. And it continues to be open east-west and at depth. Um, we know that that we can continue to grow both deposits. And, and remember, we really haven't drilled on, on airstrip at all since 2019 because we've been so focused on how quickly we've been able to grow with the power line deposit. So the other real uh, exciting thing is, you know, we've put a, a cutoff sensitivity table uh, in the news release, and you can look at the 3D model on our website. And it's actually really interesting to look at how, when you increase the cutoff grade, there's large areas where the higher grade mineralization hangs together. And that's in our model. And one of the next steps might be very much to go out and drill some of that to indicate it to say, hey, there's a higher grade core within this, which I think, you know, drives the economics. Because we had lots of people that comment, you know, is that grade going to make it and you know the the average kind of grade of projects in production of it's like 0.75 so yeah you know if we can find higher grade that drives your 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 economics uh that will be pretty important for us all right so i'll post a link to that news release with the updated mineral resource i'll also post figure one below because i do want you to talk to the figure one here it shows where the resources are shows where the drill holes are Quick question regarding airstrip, which is to the northwest of Powerline, as well as a couple pockets to the east that include some of the resource. Are you going to be trying to tie these together into the overall now just Powerline deposit? So airstrip's a more of a calcareous replacement style mineralization that likely dips underneath Powerline. So we could, you know, drill and probably intersect power line mineralization up to where airstrip goes underneath it. But, you know, I don't I don't really think that's going to add a lot of value because lots of people look at it. We could continue to to advance airstrip by adding ounces east west and and even pulling it a little bit south, you know, to where it where it starts to dip down. We haven't certainly found any edges of it. Over to the east in power line, you know, those little areas 
you know, we could probably connect them to power line with with some drilling and, and there's just no holes in between. We did some big step outs to the east trying to find some edges of power line as we start to think about where you're going to put infrastructure. You know, are there edges to this deposit which can be defined? So it's good and bad that there's still mineralization out there. You know, again, is it right now in this market with drilling that off? Um, and connecting it add a lot of value for shareholders? Probably not. So we're focused right now on a bunch of internal work, looking at what our options are, um, running various scenarios, and then thinking about how we improve our odds and how we make that better and running them again. And as we get a little bit closer to when we plan to start our season this year, we'll we'll tell people what we're going to do. But we've got lots of options, and that's not a bad place to be. So can you break down some of those options? Because it seems like, again, you already said you haven't cut off mineralization at the deposit, so you could continue to try to expand. You could focus on the higher grade areas. This is also an inferred resource, so you could go and upgrade the resource. What are those strategies exactly? Well, and, and that's interesting because I hear varying different opinions from some of our big shareholders and some of the corporates that we talk to that are out there. You know, we were just at the shows and lots of people walk by your your core shack and say, oh, well, you know, that's big enough. You should get X ounces, two million, half a million to indicated, uh, drill out your highest grade. I hear other people say, no, 10 million is not too big. Keep drilling out for more ounces. So um, we're taking all of that under advisement and we're looking at our various exploration options. And and again, having options is fabulous. And what have we learned from the work that we did last year? We just put the resource out. So, you know, we just finished completing the new modeling. We have these new block models. That gives us lots of data to spend some time on and actually spend the time doing the work so that we increase our odds of success. And and of course, we want to add shareholder value. There's no point drilling off a bunch of whole, holes in a market that's not going to appreciate it unless you're confident you're adding value. Now, Tara, when we look at all the drilling that's in Powerline, even Airstrip, we can see there's been a lot of holes drilled here. Do you have a number that is average spacing between these holes? Most of our holes have been 100 meter spaced holes. You can see we do have some holes south Powerline that are closer to 50 meter spacing, which we drilled this year. And those were largely focused on on uh, taking the deposit deeper there. So that was an area where we'd only drilled to 100 meters deep when we first made the discovery. And we know that, you know, the pit in the resource probably goes to 200 meters. So that's an area that we drilled off. And then earlier, we drilled off the star pattern that you can kind of see to the north of power line. Those were at 25 meter spacing. And both of those are really giving us lots of information on, on the geostatistics, which will tell us what the spacing is and which we now know to get to indicated and then and then beyond that when, when we want to do that. But first step would probably be getting to indicated and finding the right areas, which are probably not only geologically your highest grade, but where you'd probably mine first, um, which, you know, we're doing a bunch of engineering and a little bit of scoping, early scoping studies, not a real scoping study yet. We're high level, look at how and where you might mine first, and that'll help guide our work as well. So a huge amount of work going on in the background that that isn't visible to everybody else, but it's really helping us improve what we do next. Okay, let's tie in the metallurgical test results then. Again, released February 6th. We're seeing gold recoveries from carbon in leach, so CIL and carbon in pulp CIP process at 91%. We also have heap leach gold recoveries estimated to be between 64 to 72%. 
how do these results compare to other projects, especially, let's say, Victoria Gold's project that is very close? All right, so let's go right to heat bleaching. So the, er, Victoria Gold's phase one metallurgy, if you look way back, was really quite similar to these results. And then in the end, they ended up getting the 74% life of mine, which is in their their um, in their study. And what we're seeing them actually achieve, metallurgy has actually been pretty consistent at Victoria Gold with what was predicted. So we know all three of the processes we've looked at, we can continue to optimize. This is just phase one. And you look at the metallurgy, the, the heat bleach data, we actually use nine millimeter, which is fairly coarse. Victoria Gold is is a six millimeter. So, you know, you start your your work with, you know, kind of coarser grain. We have done some VAT testing, which is a different type of, of leaching testing, and it was at six millimeters. So we do know some information on what different grain sizes, how they behave, but there's an awful lot more work to be done. This is a big deposit. It keeps growing. You know, we tried to sample representatively across Powerline. Now Powerline's grown significantly with just the work we did last year. So, you know, we've shipped tons more samples for our phase two metallurgy work. And yes, you know, the CIPCIL results were great, 91%. And for phase one, that's great. We, you know, likely we'll be able to find ways to optimize it to both increase recovery, but also look at, at things that reduce operational costs and power costs. Um, so that's kind of the, the next phase of work will be all of that. And yeah, we're even going to carry for flotation. You saw that it had an 84% over, uh, overall recovery. Gravity uh, has a 53% recovery. So we can see that that's actually effective. And that's to be expected where you have coarse to nuggety gold like we have. But, you know, we look in the district here and we see a project that's four kilometers away at Raven, which this has been indicated is likely a flotation project. So, you know, keeping that in play is part of kind of a bit of a strategy of, of um, you know, making sure that we're getting optionality for working with other projects, looking how other corporates think about how would I build this project. And the flotation results were good, you know, 89% uh, with a very low, like under 4% mass pull, which means you actually uh, cyanide only 4% of the material or treat it. So much less capital cost than where you have a higher um, concentrate. So we're pretty excited about this. You know, we think we can see a pathway to various scenarios where there are economic projects. And that's the whole goal, right? Combining the work that we're doing with the metallurgy to, to figure out what the project is, how it would be mined, how to optimize it there, uh, combined with the geology, finding the higher grade and understanding how it occurs so that as we move forward, we can actually put together an economic study at one point that shows that this project has what it takes to be economic. So I guess that ties into another question then. When are you going to put some sort of economics like a PEA around this? You know, we're not in a rush because there's an awful lot of background work that can be done well before that. And our earn-in agreement has us required to do one by December of 2025 to get the 100% of the property. So that, that's a fair amount of time. But but if, to do a PEA, you can do a PEA that's quick and dirty, or you can do a PEA that's, you know, a little bit more advanced and based on a lot of work. There's there's a whole range of them that get done out there, and it really depends how much time and effort you want to, want to put into it. We are really, you know, we want to make sure we put our best foot forward when we put out our and economics on this project. And quite frankly, as we start to do our put out metallurgy, continue to develop deposit, the analysts 
that cover us and are watching us are probably running their own numbers anyway. So I kind of think that the work that we're doing that we can actually show to the public, you know, will help people understand the value of this project. So then what kind of news should investors be looking out for here before you do get back into the field with all this background work ongoing? Well, it's hard to put out news when you don't have complete products on on things like, you know, high level engineering where you're still trying to tune in. But we will have some news flow as we go into the, the BMO and PDAC shows. We'll start our program as early as potentially March. So there's not a long time to wait. We are, you know, able to operate year round on our project, unlike other Yukon projects. So it's really about us figuring out and, and spending the time here in the next couple of weeks, really digging into our data to figure out how to add the most value. And it's been great talking to our shareholders and companies at the shows recently. It, it's given us lots of ideas. And really, our whole goal is to continue to add value and be very focused. And this market, you know, it's been prudent to keep capital in the bank. So, um, you know, we, we look at the money that we've uh, we have from our shareholders uh, as being very precious. And so, you know, we want to make sure we spend it to add the most value that we can. That's one of the things that we do very well is spend our money efficiently. What is the cash position of the company? Start of the year was $7 million and we haven't been active out in the field. Uh, we do get some revenue generation, which if you looked at our last financials was 700000 last year. So we do anticipate having a similar amount of revenue, if not more, over the next year. So we don't spend a lot of money quickly. So we're able to focus. And, and if you look at our history, 85% of the dollars that we've spent have been spent in the ground in the project. All right, Tara, thank you very much for this update. As I mentioned, I will post a link to the resource estimate news release, as well as figure one below. So please, everyone listening, go through those news releases. Let me know if you have any further questions for Tara, and I'll follow up as we get some more news on the plans for this year. Tara, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate the update. Thanks, Corey. Have a great day.